Hi, I'm Danny Murphy, and welcome back to Virtual Reality, where me and Evan Real spill all the reality TV news and gossip, and get ready to listen to our full, unedited interview with one of your favorite reality TV stars. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Oh my God. Sonia, we are so excited to chat with you because Danny and I just watched the premiere for The Real Housewives of Atlanta season 15, and it is jam-packed with juice with drama with some fun moments and with some pretty pretty tense moments especially for you and your family how are you feeling now that it's about to be put forth into the bravo universe i'm excited (laughs) i am super excited i really felt like this was like two seasons in one so much happened um with my family with the girls with everyone and i just think it's gonna be an awesome season. I feel like last year was kind of a reset, you know, like I'm new, I was new to the cast, a lot of shakeups, new people. And this year I kind of feel like, you know, I got my skin, a lot of skin in the game. I'm building real friendships and it just felt good. I think it's going to be a great season. Oh, from this premiere, it definitely will be. And I love that. it. I am so happy that you got to do the housewife honor of hosting the first big party. That is so chic and looks so good. But of course, divulges and turns into utter chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the perfect season opener, right? It's like yeah. you, you can't you can't make it up. I know. I was so I was really excited because my husband was turning forty, and yeah. I was planning him a big bash anyway. And so you know, the timing just worked out great, and um, I couldn't have imagined everything that would have happened at the party. I was hoping they'd have been on their best behavior. I mean, I spent a hundred grand on the party. <laughs> But it's like, the more you do, the more you spend is the worst they act. Right. Well, you did say that it kind of felt like your wedding in some ways. And I feel like there's always drama at weddings. So I guess it was to be expected, right? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I might have foreshadowed that. And it did kind of feel like my wedding because like we had so much family come from out of town. I put so much into it and my husband just deserved it. So I wanted it to be really special. And it's funny because usually wedding fights are over like seating charts or something. <laughs> this one kicked off with the little DM sent. Or yeah. one, one of the 500 fights <laughs> was about a little down to the DM moment. Yeah. How do you, do you, were you excited for Sheree to have kind of a new man in her life? Because it seems some of the other girls were a little more cautiously optimistic or just yeah. cautious about it. What were your thoughts on her? <laughs> her oh, the- to be very honest with you, when I first met Martel, I did not know. I didn't watch the show. So I didn't know all, you know, all the tea and drama. So then once we got into it, I said, ooh, they, and I went back and watched. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, now I see. But when I first met him, we actually went to dinner. It was um, Sheree, Martel, Ross, and I in New York. And they were holding hands. They just seemed like so smitten with each other. I was like loving it. And then I kind of understood everyone's caution around our excitement because boy, does Sheree know how to pick them, I tell you. 
Oh, well, I love how you said <laughs> the fact that he doesn't have like an ankle monitor is <laughs> definitely an upgrade. But after, okay, so you got to know Martel a little bit going to dinner. You didn't really know about his reality show. But once you did your research, how did your perception of him change? Were you like, Sheree, girl, like we got we to talk about this. Yeah, it did a little bit, obviously, because um, that was a lot. Like he's been through a lot, you know, and yeah. put, and put some girls through a lot. Um, but I do always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And like what I experienced with him, he was great. And I know that I'm, I feel like he wants to be better. Like there, I think he desires growth. And so, you know, by, I'm like telling Sheree, you don't want to be like his trial. You know what I mean? Like maybe he should try with somebody else. Then come to you. I don't know. But I'm just always like hoping for the best for Sheree because she's so beautiful. She has so much to offer. I'm yes. like. She is a queen and she deserves a king. And at least Martel looks like a king. When he took his shirt off in the premiere, I was like, okay, Ooh. I kind of get it. Like, it's, I mean. That that kind of handsome man. He's a handsome yeah. man. The blinders okay. can go on with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I do love that you two are really forming like a really great yeah. bond and connection. Like even in the premiere episode, you guys were having like a lot of lovely moments. So I'm glad she's having great support. And it was curious because when you guys were working out, I was like, Are Sonia and Drew about to work? When the doorbell <laughs> rang, I was like, Did did Atlanta freeze over? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Because I was, I was waiting. I was even waiting for that moment at the party, but Drew wasn't there. So, how are you guys doing right now? Well, I'm not gonna completely tell you. You gotta watch and see. Um, but there are some good developments in our friendship and our relationship. Um, um. So, but I don't want to give away too much. We do have a much needed conversation. Um, and I think that that really helps. I can't wait for people to see because. You know, a lot happened and Drew did not own up to a lot that happened last season. And that was a big part of my frustration. So, you know, I'm looking forward to you guys seeing what happens early on in this season. Do you feel like maybe she just wasn't in a place to own up for some of the potential mistakes she made in your friendship because she was dealing with so much in her marriage? I feel like, especially knowing what we know now about Drew yeah. and Ralph, like maybe there was just like a lot brewing in her mind where she couldn't, she was maybe she wasn't capable of moving forward in your friendship because she was like distracted. A hundred percent. And I do think, you know, uh, 2020 vision is, you know, like, I mean, we always look back at stuff. You always can see that. And when I look at a lot of moments this season, I can feel that from Drew now, you know, because I'm like, man, I, I knew they had stuff going on, but I didn't think that they were this close to divorce. So it kind of took me by surprise uh, when they announced that they were getting divorced. And I look back now, I'm like, man, I can see, her kind of carrying that weight in a lot of a lot of um, experiences on the show, and I think you guys will see that too. I know. I, well, we're getting a sneak tease of that in the first at your party when Ralph's like, "Oh, she's home with a lot of family stuff," but open bar. I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of eyebrows will be raised amongst yeah. the Bravo holics watching Ralph come to your party without you and then citing a family crisis. You know, Kenya kind of puts it into perspective. It's like, bro, like you're a part of the family That's crisis. <laughs> what did you think of him coming to uh, Ross's birthday party without Drew? So, okay, I got to be honest with you. 
until I watched it back and actually heard what Kenya said, I thought, because I was pressuring him. I was like, you better come to Ross's party. Like, what's up? Like, because they're really close, you know, like we, they, like the guys hang out all the time. And, and I didn't know all that was going on with Drew myself. And so I was like really happy that he came and supported Ross. And then when I watched it back, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. It was interesting to see him like wanting to come and support Russell. I mean, that's, that's nice. I love that they have a friendship. How has the divorce sort of impacted the dynamic amongst the two couples? The great, that's a great question. So, you know, to be, to be very honest, like when I first met Drew a couple of weeks before we started filming, we, the four of us hanging out, it was fun. We had a great time. That didn't last very long, right? Because as soon as we got on the show, things kind of, you know, went left. And so we we hadn't really picked back up with the four of us, but the guys had never stopped. Like they kept in touch and they always hung out. So, you know, and now there is no foursome anymore, right? So I'm like, well, damn, we never even got a chance to repair that. So, um, and even now, you know, Ross was with, with Ralph just the other day again. So they're still going strong and Ross is there for Ralph and supporting him. And I'm trying to be there for Drew, but it's just, it's a hard time, especially for the kids. I, I'm heartbroken for their children because they have beautiful kids. And, you know, you hate when something like this happens, especially to, when the kids are so young. Yeah, totally. And especially after last season with the whole JoJo adoption situation, it's kind of, I mean, as a viewer and as a fan of Drew and someone who's always rooting for Drew and obviously JoJo, it's almost kind of like a blessing that it didn't go through now that they're not together anymore. Yeah, that's a good point, because that would be even harder, right, to have to have gone through all that, had that extremely positive experience, and then for it to just end like this. So yeah, I guess in, you know, in retrospect, I guess it was for the best. And speaking of family dramatic moments, um, I don't know what was going on in your head when you were like, let's have my entire family move in with me. And oh, let's have my brother-in-law work for me and then i loved that that happened because then in that moment i was like wait it's the entire house against you yeah at the table i was like wait can i tap in and help her out how is that dynamic um are you what are your thoughts going into the season to watch kind of how all those dynamics play out and how are they kind of now that's, that's such a good question, Danny. And I think sometimes I do live in like fairyland and I, I I don't think that I am like living like a real life because like when you say like that, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like nine of us living here, then hire your brother-in-law. Yeah, all this is going to work. This, this is going to be perfect. It's like a complete mess. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the thing that I love the most is that we ultimately love each other so much. We can get through anything. But I think it's going to be, you know, interesting to watch the season because we do have we have some tough moments. We we really have some tough moments where my sister just feels like I'm, you know, doing too much and I don't have, you know, boundaries. And I put a lot of pressure on, on Tyrell. And and then, of course, she feels like she has to speak for him because and then Ross and Tyrell, it's just not a good idea. And and I love to you opening up in the uh the first episode to the premiere of you kind of having to not relearn but kind of remind yourself about how the dynamics play out because when you were opening up about back uh, when you were younger like you were like the kind of br- not breadwinner but you were the you everybody yeah. worked for you oh, in that yeah. regard a breadwinner in that sense so then you're kind of growing up and you're like, do I enter back into that? But how do I still have the boundaries that we've been able to work so hard on? It seems like a yeah. really tight rope to walk. It really is. It really is because 
so much has changed in our lives. You know, like you said, when I was like the Olympic star and everyone worked for me and I was kind of like, you know, the golden child and, yeah. you know, everything was around my schedule, I, I got spoiled to that. And so, you know, now my sister's a mom and she's a wife and she's like, girl, I'm not curling your hair whenever you want. Like, I, you know, I'm not just on your schedule. I'm on my schedule <laughs> and I have to get used to that. And then also, too, I think the biggest thing, too, Danny, is that I have this vision for like what our family should be doing and how, you know, we should be doing things. And that's no longer the vision everyone everyone has. And I think that's been the hardest thing for me to adjust to. It was really interesting to hear you dig into this on the premiere because I'm always so fascinated by stories about celebrities who are so heavily involved with their family, like whether it's like management or it's your hairdresser yeah. or your assistant. How have you ultimately avoided a level of toxicity that would lead to the sort of like demise of your family because even though there are issues and tensions that arise there is that strong unit and that love that is so evident yeah no that's that's a great question and honestly I say it's the grace of God because I don't think any family or anybody is above you know things going completely sour Um, But I think what ultimately we always come back to is our love for each other. And the reason we're doing all these things is because we love each other. And so for me personally, I'm like, look, I love my sister so much. This is how she wants to be my brother. Um, Where he always is the one who, you know, we all go talk to and he's like, listen, this is her perspective. This is what's going on. But here's what we're going to do. And here's how we can do it as a family. So you know, I definitely think we're blessed um, from the sense of like having that, um, you know, just just that ultimately so much love for each other that it, it surpasses everything else. It's also probably really great to have your family around as you're filming and you can download them on all the drama and get <laughs> takes on everything. What did they have any interesting or funny opinions about? Let, well, let's just talk about some of the feuds like going on in the premiere episode. We have um, we have Candy versus Courtney. Did they have any thoughts and feelings about that? Do you have thoughts and feelings about that? Because it seems like you, you know, being the new girl last year, you, you, you're welcoming Courtney into the group. Yeah. Yeah. I, so when I met Courtney, I thought she was awesome. Seemed like a fun time. I was excited for the dynamics that she would bring to the group. I did not think pull up in there <laughs> and get on can. I said, I, I literally was lost to words. And then I don't know if you noticed it, but I had lost my voice leading up to the party. So I could barely talk. And I'm in the argument. I'm trying to get, I can't get a word in. They ain't trying to hear me. I'm, but I, I got to say, I do I do respect that Courtney had some an issue. Like she had something she wanted to bring up. Do I think she brought it a little bit? I think she could have came in a little bit, you know, a little bit lower, but she came in hot. And she got candy when you come in hot. Like candy's going to knock a few bucks. That's, that's the thing about candy is that... <laughs> Candy, I feel like it takes a lot to get her activated, but once you get her to that point, off to the races. You, you better watch off out because she's out here talking about I'm going to headbutt you. Yeah, because she, you're out here she, telling people that I'm your friend. <laughs> how did we get here, Evan? Right? That how did we get here? Did is there maybe <laughs> something deeper than just Courtney telling people that she's friends with Candy? Because I feel like I I tell people I'm friends with Candy. Okay. Like, I think I'm friends with Candy. She's a Taurus. I'm a Taurus. I'm like, oh, we're literally related. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is hilarious. I I don't think there was a whole lot deeper. I think what happened is that it just came so out of left field for Candy. Like I think Candy went in thinking, obviously we always hear buzzes about, you know, the new girls we're going to meet and stuff. So I think Candy was open to like, you know, this being a positive experience. And when she felt like she was kind of coming for her, I think it really, you know, threw her for a loop. So I don't think it was anything deeper. I just think it was just the wrong time and the wrong way. (laughs) My favorite too in that moment was Marlo. Just like, she was so excited (laughs) not to be getting, she's like, oh, this candy looks like yelling at people because it's usually me and I can't see it. Right, right. No, I thought that was hilarious. Do, are they on good terms? Because I feel like I saw... Well, I mean, Marlo and Candy in the trailer, Candy's telling Marlo she's going to choke her out. So she's, she goes from headbutting to choking people out. Like, Candy's on fire. Yeah, Candy's on fire. And I got to tell you, that are, that when they butt heads on Marlo and Candy, that was really tough for me. Oh. Because those were the two I kind of connected with the most in the offseason. I went on vacation with Candy. Me and Marlo are super close. And I don't care what these girls say. They can say, oh, you can be friends with whoever you want, but they don't mean it. They don't mean it. Like, <laughs> they want you to pick a side. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. want you- so it's so frustrating. So that was that argument was really hard for me. I didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we know Marlo and Kenya are going to have it out. And we pray that that one can be fixed. But I did not see the Marlo candy one. And that one was really tough, really, really tough to navigate throughout the season. Well, it seems like Sheree. And Candy, Candy's Candy's getting into it with everyone. So Sheree and Candy, and you're you're obviously close with Sheree, you're close with Candy. And it seems like there's just a lot of mess over this, over the the Instagram impersonations and the spoofs. And then also click date, like what what goes on between them? I loved you being like, oh, I have a real dropping with Candy today. FYI, guys, don't be mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh... Make sure you hit the like button. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the 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 candy charade kind of like tension. I feel like it's it's kind of just in the backdrop. Like it never feels like it really you know gets to a head or you know they just always seem to have a little bit of something. But the thing the thing about them, which I'm I'm just starting to get this light bulb, is that they both kind of always say how they feel and then move on. You know what I mean? It's like they're very honest with each other. They don't hold, they don't mince words. They say it and then they just keep it pushing. And I think that that's actually would be great if everybody could just do that. You know, it's like people hold on to a lot, um, especially Marlo and Kenya. But with with Candy and Sheree, it's just like they say what they got to say and then keep it pushing. And the next time they're laughing and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the way to do it. One of the things that Candy is kind of holding in her back pocket, though, is some tea about Martel, she says in the premiere that she the streets are telling her that he has another girl in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Kenya's out here saying he used to DM her. What do you think of um, Martel's potential extracurricular activities in Atlanta? Do you okay. think that he was cheating on Sheree? Uh, you know, that's a good question because I don't think Sheree would like. They're not putting titles on their relationship, right? So I think okay. that the. What makes Sheree kind of cool in that moment is like, yo, like, it's not, you know, I'm talking to people too. Like she doesn't, she's totally unbothered by the news. <laughs> completely okay. unbothered. Um, and so, you know, I think that they're dating. So I don't think she's, you know, taking it too seriously or offended by any of that stuff. She just like, where are the receipts? Where, where is the girl? Where, where is it? Mm. I did. I did laugh when Kenya's like, okay, so here's the DM. 
and it was blank. I know. I felt bad for Kenya because I really felt like she was excited to have that receipt and show it. It was an empty kettle. It was an empty kettle, yeah. But um, I was wondering too, because like we we're saying a lot of roads are leading back to candy right now. And another, I don't know if feud is gonna be the word that is it, but her and Todd seem to be really bumping heads yeah. a lot with Todd almost seeming a little more detached or busy for his family. Yeah. And did you kind of pick up on that while filming as well? And do you think that kind of could be an underlying reason for why Candy might be a little bit more like quick to headbutt someone? Yeah, yeah you know, it's it, I I did notice, and you'll see later on in the season that we have another like important conversation about marriage and you know her and Todd, and you know I'm talking about me and Ross and stuff, and you know I certainly feel like there's always when you have someone who works so much and works so hard in a relationship and you have someone else like Todd who also aspires to do a lot of great things, that can cause a lot of tension, you know, because it's always like, can like even Todd and they both agree, like it's always about candy, candy, candy. And so I think for him, you know, especially this year, he's kind of like, look, I got some things I want to work on and they're going to be on the front burner, ma'am, not on the back. So you have to figure it out. And I'm proud that he does. And I think that you've got to find a way to balance and to compromise. And you're right. I think that she's very emotional this season because of that, because of her trying to figure that out and juggling that. I feel like sometimes she gets, you know, she's really, really emotional and really like kind of a little bit more hot headed this season than I, than I saw her. Yeah. I mean, when she was explaining the situation to, I, I believe it was Kenya and Manetta, the way, you know, yeah. It, Candy's upset when the voice starts to shake and starts to crack a little yeah. bit. So, so clearly this was really penetrating her, her yeah. soul. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely noticed that. I, I 100% noticed that too. And it's yeah. almost interesting too, while talking about it, you and Candy have similarities in the sense that from young ages, a lot of the people around you kind of were dependent yeah. on your success and kind of how much rides on you exceeding well and putting your right. talent forward and everything do you guys ever have conversations about that just kind of like how how many decades have we been working and how many <laughs> working where's the retirement line <laughs> you know candy i i relate to candy so much i look up to her i respect her because i think that it's not easy especially to transition from one thing to the next and obviously music and entertainment and television kind of are closer um than you know some other things that people might transition from but it's just been really admirable to see how she's done that and we've had those kind of conversations um and i remember in portugal actually i can't wait for you guys to see we have at the table a really deep conversation about just what you're talking about you know about being the breadwinner and about you know uh when you when you work and your family depends on you and it, and it, and I think it's going to be a real eye opener for a lot of people um especially as Candy opens up on that topic so yeah we we have that conversation and like I said I just got a lot of respect for her and how she's handled and managed that for so many years yeah well speaking of portugal I can't wait to see what goes down because we know that the the cast trips always get lit in some way. It, it just feels like fighting internationally is more fun. <laughs> what, what can you tease about the trip to Portugal? Also, I've been like thinking about going to Portugal wait, and I feel like this is my sign to go. I know. Yeah. So we need travel tips too. Yeah. No, Portugal was 
absolutely beautiful, stunning. The people were great. We had the best time. We did a lot of really fun things. Um, I think that the trip, like you said, it's like the cash trips always give everything, right? Like we have where we're meditating and it's like the most peaceful and everybody's emotional and crying. And then you have like somebody kicking down the door. Like I'm like, well, how the hell do we go from like literally in the most Zen place on earth to like these fights? And then there was a fight in Portugal that was not in the tease. I was like, that didn't make it. Oh so, my God. Okay, wait. So were you in curls? Were you, were you involved? involved or not? No. Gotcha. So you were just watching over here, clutching your curls. They were bop, bop, bopping, and you could sit back. They were bop, bop, bop. <laughs> yes. Wait, it was an epic fight. And it actually starts off camera. I'm giving out too much. It starts off camera. Oh, and no. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to make it to camera because I was like, oh, this ain't going to make it. This is too much. But baby, that next morning, so Portugal, the cast trip is definitely going to deliver. Stay tuned. <laughs> who who from your cast do you think you're like, oh, I, sh- I want to, but can't travel with you again because something about the minute <laughs> they put their bags down, who turns on the most to be like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> that is another great question. Oh my goodness. So they all, they all crazy in their own right. I mean, every single one of them, something's <laughs> wrong with them. Um, but who would I... <laughs> I don't know. Everybody at a different time. I'm telling you, everybody at a different time. I'm like, you know what? You should have stayed home. Like you, you should have got left in Atlanta. <laughs> I love Sonia, how some of the Atlanta OGs are coming back around yeah. for this season. We have Kim and Cynthia and Deshaun and Lisa. Like some like real like ghosts of yeah. Atlanta history. <laughs> <laughs> What was it like um, connecting with them? Did you have any uh, fun with with them? Did you get to know them any better? So unfortunately, I didn't film with um, Lisa or Deshaun or Mm. Kim, but I did film quite a bit with Cynthia. And I love Cynthia. She is, you know, everything that people think that think she is. She's just a warm spirit. And um, yeah, she's a lot of fun. So I didn't get to meet the other ladies, though. I think Sheree had a couple of scenes with them and, you know, some of the other ladies, the OGs that they actually knew prior, but I didn't I didn't get to hang out with them. Do you feel Cynthia kind of now, like with divorce settled in LA, do you think she really enjoyed kind of coming back to her home of Atlanta to kind of like come back into 50 cent of it all? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think, you know, divorces are hard and relationships endings, they're hard. And so I think whenever you can go back to something that feels familiar and fun and normal, I think it helps. And so she definitely was in her element um, when she was on the show with us. And I think, I think, honestly, I think she liked it because when you're a friend of the show, you kind of can like dip in, dip out, stir a little drama, pop back out. <laughs> and she did yeah. a fine job of that. <laughs> is she, is Cynthia starting drama? Well, there is one little thing that happens that she's going to be a part of. So, oh my God, I love that. Well, you know, t- thinking about Cynthia thriving post divorce and then thinking about how Drew was kind of in the early stages of, of her divorce journey, how how does the, the peripheriality of divorces yeah. in your world, Sonia, impact you and Ross? Does it sort of make you take a step back and reflect? Do you just sort of shut it out? Like, how does it sort of impact you? That's a really good question. You guys are killing it. And I and I appreciate the thoughtfulness around the questions. Um, we 100% reflected 
Um, and you know, I think I think the biggest mistake you can make is to feel like, oh, this can't happen to you. You know, like everybody else has flaws and they all have problems. We don't. And so, you know, Ross and I are very intentional about our love and our marriage. And, um, you know, we don't take it lightly that there is this reality show marriage curse and we want to survive it, you know? So, yeah, we were very reflective. You know, recently Ross and I just been traveling a lot together, spending more time together and just trying to do the things that are important to really build a healthy marriage. Um, and that's just, you know, that's been my priority. So yeah, we don't, I don't, we don't zone it out. We don't, I think it's not happening. We're very real. We talk about it and we're intentional about, you know, keeping our love strong and, you know, keeping the flame, you know, burning in our marriage. Um, I love to hear that you guys are so cute together okay. and I love how supportive he is of you, Sonia. Yeah. And I also love how like recently you've been sort of experimenting in different arenas. You're going to be the fashion and lifestyle reporter yeah. at the Kentucky Derby for, for NBC. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a big deal. Congrats, by the way. Thank you so much. Yes, like, I am. The Kentucky Derby is one of those like landmark American, you know, sports shows. And so um, I'm excited. I did it once before. This is my second time going back, um, this time in a larger capacity, bigger role. So I'm just super excited to continue to do those things. I love hosting. I love television. So that's good. Oh, yeah, good things. <laughs> is the outfit planned? Because I know so much of oh, yeah. Derby vibe is like, you have it all, the look is established. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I'll be doing multiple looks, darling. I'll be doing multiple looks, multiple changes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, also your first confessional looks for this season, Sonia, have been so good. I, I'm normally like not a bangs guy, but your bangs are working for you. I loved it. Yay. Thank you very much. Can I tell y'all how those bangs came about? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. So we are in, we're in Portugal and Marlo is like, hey friend, hey friend. Can, we, can you cover up that big ass forehead one of these days? Like, I'm just, all I'm getting every day is that forehead. I said, you dirty bitch. <laughs> oh my God, Marlo. That's, yes. That sounds very on brand for Marlo, though, honestly. I can like hear her saying that. Oh my God, I saw her forehead one time. I said, you know what? I've never thought about it, but I might try bangs one time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait. Sonia, speaking of body parts, there is a moment in the trailer where it seems like you and Kenya kind of get into it about uh, whether her butt is real or not. You're like, how am I supposed to know if your butt is real or not? What can you tease about <laughs> that fight over Kenya's stallion booty? So what had happened was <laughs> Kenya is trying to find a reason to pick on me. And no. she's saying that when I was on Watch What Happens Live last year, Andy asked me if her butt was real. And I I really don't know. Like, I don't. So I said, Andy, I don't know. Like, I don't know. So then she brings it up at the table. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know if your butt is real or not? Like, I still don't know. So then I started to ask the other girls to help. Like, <laughs> where, where <laughs> You're do we phoning a friend. This butt? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, phone a friend. So that is how that comes up again. I hope the butt doesn't come up anymore. I'm over okay. Kenny's butt. Yeah. But that, that's where we, how we got I there. also love how that kind of encapsulates how you say her and Marlo just don't let things go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let it go, sis. Yeah, let it go. Just sing frozen to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sonia, seriously, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. 
Um, this was such a joy, and we can't wait to see the rest of Atlanta season 15 play out. It seems like it's going to be a good one. It's going to be awesome. This is my favorite interview so far. Thank you guys so much. Oh, thank you, Sonia. We appreciate you. And stay tuned because we have an exclusive interview with Kenya Moore on deck, and you're going to want to hear her be going with the wind. Fabulous. Well, Real Housewives of Atlanta is back, and is there anybody better to kick off this new season with than Kenya Moore herself? The entrance. Yes, the way for the queen. Uh, the queen of Atlanta. Honestly, <laughs> I feel you could, you should have your own coronation for Atlanta. Oh, that's sweet. Because <laughs> honestly, 11 seasons, right? Yeah, well, 11, but I took one off. So to- technically 10, but. I didn't watch that one. <laughs> yes, you didn't watch it. A lot of people didn't. <laughs> but how does it feel coming back? I mean, you must be both so used to it, but then also, is there any energy going into this one that feels a little bit different at all? Well, you know, it's season 15 and it's like we deserve all of our flowers to make it to 15 seasons and still be like one of the top rated shows and to still be bringing the heat and all the shade. Honey, it is it is a great season. And I love that you say that because I feel a lot of other franchises, the first episode of the season is kind of just an introduction of like, oh, Oh, where is everybody? No, no. We come out blazing. 55 fights. (laughs) 55 (laughs) fights. Yeah. Were you expecting, at that Sonya party, were you expecting it to kind of get as chaotic as we're seeing in the first episode it leads into? Well, no. And this was, this is what was odd about that. It was our first week of filming. And normally it's just like catching up and filming a lot with you and your family and things like that. And then Sonya um, planned this big bash, you know, the first, I'm like, who does that? Who does a big, you know, all cast the first week? And so we just came thinking we were just going to go to a party, catch up with each other, and then all hell broke loose. So it was very amazing. That actually makes me think. Do you feel Sonia intentionally wanted to have a big bash to kick it off? Or did it just so happen to be her husband's birthday? No, it was her husband's birthday, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, the year prior, that birthday was very... Lackluster, you know, it was not <laughs> birthday partying. <laughs> it was not giving. She, do you, so there was added pressure for this party, and I think yeah. she delivered. You even said that. She delivered. It was amazing. Like, it's one of the best all-cast parties we've ever had. And I feel everybody brought a gift, which was some shade. Yes. Who do you think from the first episode, you were like, oh, they're really off to the races? I mean, there are people that try really hard, and unfortunately... You know, I don't really care for people that, like, really just try. It has to be organic. So there's some newbies that, you know, like, really don't do it for me. Mm, Courtney? I'm not sure who you're talking about, but possibly. <laughs> you're like, who is that? Like, just too much, girl. Just pull back. Yeah. You know, you can't manufacture drama. It just has to be. And I was almost shocked with that moment because usually we see it takes a little bit to get Candy really activated. Yes, yes. And then I was almost shocked that I was like, oh, wait, this girl who I just met yes. 15 minutes ago went right. Five seconds. Yeah. Like right after her and after drama. And it's like, you know, they do that. I think newbies that are trying to get a peach, mm. they feel like they have to do too much. And um, and that really isn't what makes a housewife. I think what makes a housewife is that you just have organic conflict and your reactions are organic. And so... And that's why it's kind of funny that she was, because I was like, Atlanta, there's so much organic conflict. Yes, there is. It already naturally exists. And sometimes uh, the seeds grow in the DMs. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes they do. How was... um, that, because obviously you and Sheree get into a little 
altercation with her with her man this first episode. Well, I don't get into an altercation with Cheray. It's more so her man uh, or her current situationship. So I just, he by Sheree. Yeah, he by Sheree. But uh, that's a good one. <laughs> you know, I am in a really great place with Sheree. And so I didn't foresee any of that coming. But I knew she was dating Mon- Mar- Martel, Montel Jordan. Wh- which one is it? Uh, the ball head one with the, you know, the peanut head. Mr. Peanut. Chocolate thing going on. But anyway. <laughs> um, you know, I... We had a, you know, a sort of like little texting Mm -hmm. a while ago, which meant nothing to me, but I felt like, you know what, maybe I should tell her this just because I don't want to feel like I'm keeping something from my really good friend. And also we've seen her been, be hurt before by men that, and I'm, because like, I feel everybody, even the entire cast is rooting for her to be happy and find a good person. Do you feel this is a good person for her or... I feel, <laughs> I want to leave that judgment for Sheree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep my opinion to myself for now. <laughs> well, I want to talk to you about some love because you were opening up in a recent interview about how you're kind of ready to look for yes. a relationship. and Well, at least, you know, seriously dating, like mm-hmm. dating, not necessarily one person, but multiple people, you know, have a team, you know, have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe you're all Thursday and Friday, you know, just like a starting <laughs> team, you know, you're just all stars, you're pros, you know. Okay. And someone who's on the bench, you're like, okay, you can come in now. Some yes. people might be on the bench and get, you know, some, an all-star might get, you know, demoted. So you just never know. Just you're... I'm looking for that kind of, you know, really, to be quite honest, I'm like, not good at this. I'm not good at dating, but I feel like I just need to go out. Just start yeah. with not trying to be serious with anyone and just trying to find out what's out there now. I also love that you taught me so much about sports because I'm like, okay, all stars are what I'm like. I'm like, housewives are my sports. So you're giving me tips. Yeah. Pros, yeah. <laughs> well, in the first episode, you had a there was a little glimpse of a not a boot a companion. Okay. Roy the companion, right? Mm, I'm not sure. There's a photo. Oh, so he's he's no he's not on the team. Well, we we don't talk about that. You have to watch oh, the show okay. to okay. see. But I did like that you recently said you're on dating apps, right? I am on a dating app. Okay. Yes. How's that going? It's not it's, fun. It's Is actually it fun? not bad. I mean, it's like I don't. I'm on there like once a week, and I look, and then I, I have like five minutes mm-hmm. to look, and it's some interesting prospects there. If um, any suitors are looking to this, do you like to send the first message, or do you like to be? I never send a first message. No. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm old school. You know, I'm yeah. old school. I like to be wooed. I like for a gentleman to be a gentleman. I like my car doors open for me. <sighs> I like for a man to plan dates. I like for him to just know it's worth waiting for. Yes. Just get to know each other. I'm not just for a hookup, you know. Okay. I'm not a hookup girl. I like that. And um, I obviously, everyone was sort of shocked with the news with Drew yes. and Ralph. And yes. one of the first things I thought of was that I'm glad she has a friend like you, because you have unfortunately gone through a public divorce and all that. Have you been able to, has she been like kind of leaning on you a little bit extra through all of this? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we have a lot in common in terms of that. We both, I feel like we're married to the same man. And Mm. as much as I was rooting for them, my heart was broken when I heard the news and I was like, oh, you know, in your back of your mind, you think, is there any way you guys can work this out? You've, You've gone through all of this counseling. You have three beautiful children between the two of them. And you just feel like, 
you know, is there a possibility to just try one more time? But if it is the end, I just, you know, I'm there for her, giving her whatever advice she needs. If it's just a shoulder to cry on or if it's just somebody to go, you know, get a drink with. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, and I, I really feel for her right now. She's a good person. And I think that she really tries hard to be a good wife. She, and uh, she deserves all this respect in the world. And I feel it's also going to be extra hard for her rewatching and reliving this yeah. upcoming season because even in the first episode when you mm. you were the I feel the only one really to call out it's like she's home with family stuff yeah but he put on his party suit yeah <laughs> like, I, I always I always catch the BS yeah. I, I never <laughs> I mean I always speak on it but I never miss the BS you mm. know so for me I was like that's a bit odd your wife needs you yeah. but you found it more necessarily more necessary to come to a party a very weird vibe I yeah. yeah yeah not something I would yeah. expect a little red flag yes what I did expect, though, is Marlo to get a little messy in the first episode. Okay. <laughs> and it seems like, because she, she was watching the Courtney, who you don't know, and Candy kind of just, like, mm-hmm, eavesdropping mm-hmm, into mm-hmm, that feud. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like she has Candy targeted from the first episode as, like, oh, someone absolutely. she wants to... You know, she's always had it out for myself and Candy. Yeah. It's, it hasn't changed. You know, we're the stars of the show, so it's like, mm, go after the big dogs. So, you know, to get some street cred, to get, to, to get a storyline. So that is what it is. You two are big dogs to go after, though, because, I mean, do you think she's ready for for the no retaliation? No one is ever ready for this. <laughs> no one's ever ready for this level shade. Never. Oh, I, <laughs> you can't prepare for this. <laughs> no matter how many, no, preparations, no. prayers, nothing no. can get you ready. Yeah, no. And I feel like you also, like, you in your head, I feel like you almost are like the Library of Congress where you have, like, 9,000 things to say. We're like, I won't open that vault if you're nice to me. Oh, say can you can yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I'm just you know, I remember a lot. I don't mm. remember what I ate this morning, but I can remember things about what people said and did to me for some odd reason. <laughs> That's crucial. That, and it's why yeah. you're such an iconic housewife. <laughs> Thank you. And what makes me so happy too is that we see uh, Cynthia make some returns yes, this season. We love Cynthia. And yeah. I love hearing you say that because yeah. of course on Ultimate Girls Trip you guys had it was yeah. a tumultuous time. Yes. But you two are really like in a better, much yeah, better place well, I now. I didn't know at the time she was having issues in her marriage and yeah. it was like she needed me. I didn't know. And now it all makes sense mm, that mm-hmm. we know all the facts and I just know that I have my sister back and nothing is ever going to change that. I know. I feel all Atlanta fans are so happy because yeah. of course after seeing her have her marriage, but then go through the drama. It's like, oh, she's coming home. Yes, <laughs> it feels like a return yes, to home yes, for her. Yeah, she's happy. You know, cool. she's living her best life now. She looks better than ever. And I think she's going to be okay. I, are you, her, and Drew all going on? Are you all on dating apps? Are you going to do like triple dates or no? <laughs> well, Drew's not ready for That's true, sure. Not sure, but yeah. um, maybe Cynthia and I. I'm Ooh. not sure if she's on an app, but yeah. Okay. And uh, we talked to Sonia uh, last week, and she said that your guys' trip to Portugal gets a little crazy and she said there's a fight that she was not even expecting to happen that Mm. went down do you think you know what she's talking about i always know what everyone's talking about (laughs) (laughs) you know i think that's the great thing about this season there are a lot of twists and turns Mm -hmm. um that you just never see coming and there are a lot of this one versus that one that you never saw coming Mm -hmm. so it makes it fresh and it feels like you know that part is new 
And I think that's what our show does. It keep, just keeps giving and giving. It's the show that never stops giving. It never stops. And it gives yeah. so many good moments. So the final game I want to play with you, I want to play a little game. Okay. Because when I think of your name, almost every single time I go, Kenya no Moore, hair, hair care. care. Yes. <laughs> so I want to do a little game called hair care or couldn't care. So I'm going to give you some things <laughs> and I want to see if you... Hair care, if you're kind of activated and feel a certain way about it, or okay. if you're like, I don't even, you yeah. know? Okay. Couldn't care. So Marlo okay. recently, Marlo recently said you use her for a storyline. Okay, we know that's silly. <laughs> I mean, she just is a silly person. She just says all kind of stuff just for attention. Okay. But um, so couldn't care. Couldn't care. <laughs> yeah, couldn't care. Uh, Sonia, in the teaser for this upcoming episode, or upcoming season. The day I need her for a storyline is the day that the show is over. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> When have I ever needed anyone for a storyline? Never. Like anyone. Ever. Your grandmother went fabulous. Yes, thank no. you. Thank you. Just wanted to clear that up. Just wanted to make that known. I like that. I like that. And good to know. So we know the second that happens, we're like, oh, it's been a great show. Right. It's been, it's been a, a great run. Oh, come on. <laughs> so in the teaser for this upcoming season, Sonia questions your butt. Oh, yeah. She needs to question her. She doesn't have one. Next question. <laughs> more squats. <laughs> Just more squats. Uh, Martel getting involved in the drama from the jump. Do you feel that it's kind of like he cares about Sheree or you care so much about yourself? I think that, I think what you think about that. <laughs> I think some people like to be on TV. No way. <laughs> Some people like to be on TV. Like, you know, TV have a little moment. Yeah, have a, some people like a moment. They had a really, uh, their little uh, OnlyFans tease, not tease, was really a lot in the first episode. It was. Zooming in the, on the crotch area, that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for them. Like, what time is it? <laughs> it should be after midnight, after hours, TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about it a little bit, but Courtney going around apparently saying that she's, like, friends with Candy and kind of having this, like, pre-start drama drama. You're telling all about the first episode. This comes out after the first episode. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. They already saw the first episode. Okay, well, that's what they were arguing about, so they didn't, okay. So I missed that part. So what do you think? Do you think, could you, um, so her kind of going right after Candy from the start with like, this is what I feel about you right at the beginning. Yeah, very thirsty. Yeah. When you are, you just are. You don't Mm. have to try. And it's it's giving trying. It's giving trying too hard. And it did make me laugh because I made a mental note. I was like, okay, if I wave, I can't, I can't say I'm friends with Candy, even though she's my friend in my head. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> oh, no, we're best friends. <laughs> One day we're going to go out. We're going to braid each other's hair. We're going to have sleepovers. Oh, we're just so close. <laughs> Some people are quite delusional. And Candy's like, who is that? Yeah, exactly. Who Who are you and why are you talking to me? <laughs> That's and what it's giving. The final question, because obviously um, with two T's in a pod, they make, Tamara and Teddy make a lot of drama. And Wait, who? Tamara and Teddy, the two T's in a pod. Tamara and Teddy. Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. You speak. Okay, I, I speak. It. I had three Tamar cups of coffee. Tamara and Teddy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. So, um, <laughs> okay, Tamara and Teddy. So Tamara and Teddy on Two Teas in a Pod, they had Ramona on, and yes. she said she you were really mean to her. <laughs> we all know she's the queen of delusion. She's very delusional. We, we all saw it play out exactly how it was, so... That's not true. Okay, I love yeah. to hear that. And I, I mean, the main thing that I'm so happy about is that you and Cynthia from that trip are back. Yeah. And that 
That feels good. It feels good. And yeah. also, it just feels great that the queen is back on our TV. Yay. Thank you so much for <laughs> talking to you. us. You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality, by page six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.